The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Live statewide on the Ref Radio Sports Network, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Hit up the guys on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439 or sound off on the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Now, live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Looking to heal. Allen and Struz are there. Now Buddy backs up. 12 on the shot clock. Heald with it out top. Iso from the middle. He fires for three. It's in the air. It's good! Buddy Heald hits another three. He's got seven in a row for the Sixers. Haven't talked to anybody. Not even thinking about anything. I'm just absolutely not even engaging into anything like that. 100%. All, all rumor mill fodder. Nothing, nothing true. 2.40 left. Red Raiders up 73-48. Williams for three. Got it! (laughs) Oh, he's got 29. That's it. Yes, it is. Texas Tech, 79. Kansas, 50. Unbelievable night for the Red Raiders. We kicking this song, we kicking this thing off. Hey, listen, everybody. So let's go. And let's get started in here. Let's go. Uh, good morning, everybody. It is a new day. Tuesday, February 13. T-Row in the morning show time. Live in Waco, Texas today, second day of your work week. We took the show on the road, taking it down to the fine folks in Waco this morning. I'm on the banks of the Brazos. We got basketball here tonight. OU Baylor in the brand new Foster Pavilion. First and likely last trip, at least for a while, for the Crimson and Cream to Waco, Texas. Eight o'clock tip for that. You heard the highlights there. Texas Tech throttles Kansas last night, 79-50. to And uh, Lubbock will discuss. Sounded like uh, Chris uh, Jeff Haxton and Chris Level were having a good time on the call, as I would imagine one would. Uh, TCU all over West Virginia last night. No surprise there. Opening week of baseball. Softball back in action this week. Porter Moser says he's going nowhere. We got a new bracketology coming out today. All kinds of stuff going on. Special guest stopping by on a Tuesday morning. Good morning. Uh, Good to see everybody. Good morning, Coach. Let's start by welcoming in my very best friend in the entire world, T to the J. Perry on the other side of the glass. Good morning, TJ. Good morning, TJ. Good morning. Oh, wait. Uh, Good to see everybody. Nobody else heard that. I said a good morning. Come on, man. I didn't have my how, microphone on. How long have you been there? <laughs> you threw me off this morning. You spoke to me before the show, so I had some things turned off. I'm sorry. That's yeah. on me. Say good morning to uh, Coach Venables. He's tried twice to say good morning to you. Yeah. Good morning, Coach Venables. Yeah, yeah. Good morning, Toby. Good morning, Porter. 
Porter Moser. Good morning, Toby. Good morning, KJ. That's KJ Kindler. Everybody say good morning to TJ, too. Don't just make it about Good morning. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, TJ. Good morning. Good morning, TJ. Are you broadcasting this morning from your spot? My spot? Uh, Yeah, your A1 courtside spot. Oh, no, that'll be later. Tonight. Oh, okay. I didn't know if maybe uh, they uh, held it for you this morning. That? How about that, Special man? seating for you. Last trip to Waco, and they have made it special for me. They have reserved <laughs> me a spot right there on the baseline. It's a weird place to broadcast from. I'm really in danger of being hurt, but uh, I appreciate it. I really appreciate it. Oh, no, I am I am uh, uh, broadcasting today from outside the team room. I am not in my room. I am in the uh, convention center area of the hotel out in the uh, lobby. I have found a, a little couch here, and I have pulled some uh, some chairs out of the team room to use as my – for my uh, – you know, to put my equipment on and my notepad here and everything. And uh, I was all good and all alone until about five minutes before I went on, and then the crew showed up to start preparing breakfast. And so uh, all there listening to the show today, too. How are you guys doing? Everybody good? All right. Very good. So we got a live audience, too, TJ. <laughs> Here with me, uh, coming and going this Maybe morning, your last so. broadcast there, you should have set up with uh, Chip and JoJo and had uh, a spot at great Magnolia. That's a great idea. I should have gone over to the silos. I should have right. done the show right. live from the silos this morning. <laughs> You know, I get a busy day, but I would like to get over there if I can. Um, it's not far from where we are. It's I've walked over there and back several times. You remember, TJ, this is the hotel I was staying at when I found all the oh, pennies. Oh, the coins, yeah. That's right. Next to the uh, railroad. children, yes. Yeah, yeah, I found out. I was like, hey, look at this, a whole stack of pennies. And then we found out I took them from children. Um, so, yeah, I could walk over there and back, but I'm not sure we're going to have time today because uh, Kevin – and I have a busy itinerary. Uh, you know this, that when we're on the road, there's such a thing as the lucky breakfast, TJ. This is a, a Joe Castiglione uh, demand. I don't think it's too hard, harsh of a word, TJ. Uh, anytime you're with Joe on a game day, you have to have a lucky breakfast. Which means you got to have a big breakfast at the best place in town, basically, sure. is what that means. And that results in a Sooner victory. When we, when we are not with Joe, it is our responsibility to still go get the lucky breakfast for the team, even if he's not here. So, we know this. And uh, in, let's see, uh, in Manhattan, we went to the Chef, which is a place that we like there, down the road from our hotel, had our lucky breakfast. And what happened, TJ? The Sooners beat the Wildcats that night by 20. Remember that? Right. Yeah. In Orlando, we had breakfast with the team. We failed. Ooh. Ooh. And we thought, well, we can slide this one by. It's just a lucky breakfast. It's not that big of a deal. <laughs> and in Orlando, what happened, TJ? You lost. We lost. So... We have come with marching orders today to not fail again. And so we, after the show this morning, there is a place uh, over by where uh, President Bush's ranch is that is a famous breakfast spot. I've never been there before, Craw over in Crawford, I guess. And uh, so we're going to go over there and have our lucky breakfast. But 
There's a, a, a burger place here in town where we have frequented many times through the years called Double R. It is a greasy spoon, old-fashioned grill, unbelievable hamburgers. You know, the kind of place where only like eight people can fit in the restaurant at once. Mm-hmm. And it's our last time here. So we've got to go to Double R for one more tip of the cap today. So sometime this afternoon, following up our lucky breakfast, we're going to have to have Double R hamburgers. I believe Double R is where the uh, knife and fork of eating a yeah. hamburger came into play. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. And then uh, and then we've got to shoot around. We got to set up. I got to actually prepare for the game tonight. So uh, whether or not I make it over to Magnolia today, it is an day. eight o'clock wow, tip off. What a day! It is an eight o'clock tip off. So I got a shot, but. It feels like it's going to – oh, and Leeds plays today. And, of course, i got to watch my, my Leeds. Uh, they, they are at Swansea today in Skybat Championship League play. So I don't know that I'm going to make it over to Magnolia. But uh, who knows when I'll get back if I don't. So i got a lot on the docket today, Teach. A lot on the docket. Sounds like a lot of good food, so have fun. Enjoy. Too much. Yeah. My calorie consumption <laughs> – I, I'm gonna Might be, be best that you figure out how to walk to Magnolia after all. I that. do. That's right. I do need some exercise. <laughs> do need some exercise. How are you today, TJ? Oh, doing wonderful. Doing wonderful. How was your Monday? It was good. It was good. Mm-hmm. Um, took a nice little walk. Not as long as I would have liked to, but I was getting cold. My hands were cold. I said, I gotta go back. It's cold. Huh. Uh, it was a little more chilly than I thought once I got out on the walk, probably from the melting snow and everything. So, um, had some tamales last night. They had been frozen since Christmas Eve in the freezer. We uh, nice. broke them out and finished off the tamales from Christmas Ooh. Eve. They were delicious. Had a nice. little queso on the tamales from uh, leftover from the Super Bowl. Right. Uh, watched some of Kansas Texas Tech. Didn't watch much of it because I said this is a whipping. What a boring game. Kansas um, looked terrible last night. They time. looked terrible. Texas Tech was hitting every shot in sight early on in that game. Like, three, pew, three, pew, three, pew. Um, Yeah, you you were in on this before anybody, really, that I remember talking about it around the country. But the depth with Kansas isn't good. And now that they are out a couple of players or one player in being their main player and have a couple of dudes beat up that probably shouldn't be playing – uh, it showed last night. It definitely showed last night. So yeah, I broke that story, TJ, nationally about Kansas uh, not having much. They got depth. no help. They got no help off the bench, even last night when it's needed. Like I said, when the Kohler's out and mm-hmm. um, oh Harris, I was gonna say who's beat up Harris. They were talking about last night. Yeah, Harris dealing rolled with an, an ankle, ankle injury, uh, an ankle situation, and self got tossed, and so not a good night for Kansas at all. I Hunter didn't, Dickinson hey, looked like he didn't feel very good. Like, he looked low on energy, I thought. Um, I think he always looks that way. Bill Self also looked like he didn't I, feel very good, but I, I think see, that was because of how the game was going. Well, that's true. I see Hunter Dickinson kind of like you do Luka Doncic. I just say, mm, he's heavy-legged and slow. Right. <laughs> and then he'll, yeah, then he'll he light is. you up for like 25, but he did not have a good game last night at all. So Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, how about that being the first ever time Bill Self's been ejected in Kansas? Is that not unbelievable? Yeah, I was reading that story this morning about 
I would have thought he got thrown out, you know, earlier when he was younger and kind of came in there first and was fiery, but not since uh, Tulsa has he been tossed out of a game. That's one, it shows that, respect that the officials have for him because right. he does get in their ear and get in yes. their face. But um, I don't blame him for last night. Get out of there early so I don't have to see that thing finish out. Yeah, it's incredible because he does eat, eat at the refs a lot. That in 21 years he's never been ejected. But uh, this is the third time in the last, what, couple of weeks – that a Big 12 coach has had their first career ejection. So it's not just us imagining things this year, Teach. Uh, Kelvin, our first career ejection at their school. Kelvin got his first ejection at Houston, and that was a no-brainer. He yeah, just he went charged the court. Tom yeah. Penders charging out onto the floor. Scott Drew, remember that whole thing? Got mm-hmm. his first career ejection at Baylor. This is his 21st season at Baylor. And he just stepped outside the coach's box, at least as far as we know. And then Bill Self last night. Well, it's starting to boil over with him because even um, Self said last night a little bit about what we've talked about. I think uh, we were talking about it either end of last week or it may have been yesterday. I don't remember about nobody knows how they're going to be officiated in this league right now. And it's confusing and players don't really know, do I play physical tonight? Do I not play physical tonight? Am I going to get called for this? Am I not going to get called for this? And I think coaches are getting aggravated with it and letting it be known. And you see that with those few guys that have gotten tossed here recently. And he said that last night. He goes, I don't, he goes, I don't have a problem with the way they were calling the game. I have the problem with the fact that I don't don't know how the game's going to be called at this point. So. Yeah, we broke that story too, TJ, about the inconsistency <laughs> of the Big 12 officiating this year. No, I mean, you, you honestly, you go into a game and you're like, all right, is this going to be a game where they're, we're going to shoot a combined 60 free throws or 10 free throws? Because it could be either one. You just don't know. And, and there are three games tonight. A couple of them will be one way and one will be the other. It's just all over the place. Are we giving out technicals if my guy says yay tonight? Or are we allowed to go over to the opponent and do push-ups on top of their bloody carcass after a, a dunk, you know? And so it's just wildly inconsistent. The officials have had much more attitude, I think, this year. It's not just Doug Sermons. It's always been Doug Sermons, but all of them have showed up with just this don't-mess-with-me attitude. And we are passing out technical fouls like candy this year, not just to coaches. Mm-hmm. It's been I, – I, I, there has to have been some edict that has come down from uh, the officiating offices about how to handle things this year. I, I don't know, but – I mean, he deserved it last night. It wasn't – it wasn't like – he was like, I'm done with this. Yeah, yeah. And, and and it was a foul on Hunter Dickinson when he got thrown out, what he argued about. I mean, hey, he was shoving Kansas- him and punching him in the back of the head, basically, so – if OU wins tonight, which it's a big if, okay, they're an underdog. But if OU wins tonight, they've got the exact same record as Kansas. Uh, regular season and conference. If Kansas doesn't play their home games in Fog Allen Fieldhouse, they're a middle-of-the-pack team in the Big 12 this year. They're, they're I mean, it, it, thank God for them they play at Fog Allen, right? I mean, because they're going to win every home game. That's just the way it is, but... If you just look at their roster, they got a they got a very good big man who's difficult to defend. And then they've got McCuller, who's a nice player. Mm-hmm. 
They've got a springy guy in K.J. Adams whose skill set is limited, but he's so springy that he can do things. And that's kind of it. I mean, their point guard's a good facilitator, but he can't shoot. They got a, a bunch of guys off the bench who maybe one of them will hit. I mean, they're just not that talented. They not compared to years gone by. And they lost a lot of guys, you know, in the offseason or injuries or transfer portal or whatever. But this is not a typical no, Kansas not is loaded with five-star first-round NBA draft pick guys this year. Not at all. Not at all. That um, being said, they'll probably win by 20 Saturday in Norman because <laughs> now they are super hacked off. Right. It's going to be a long week Let's in not say that. practice. Well, I mean, you know. They got beat by 29 Monday. What's it going to be like this week at uh, Old Allen Field? It won't be pleasant. It mm-hmm. won't be pleasant. No, we're we're going to uh, we're going to be dealing with uh, with a angry Bill Self and an angry Kansas team Saturday for sure. All right, break time. Um, John Morris joining us live today. Our buddy TJ, your friend, really, voice of the Baylor Bears. 7:35 this morning, he'll join us live. Kevin Henry's going to stop by whenever he wakes up, TJ. At some point, he's just going to come down and hop on the air with us today. (laughs) We're going to take your text messages. we got a lot of ground to cover, stuff going on, things happening, this, that, the other. Live in Waco, T-Row in the Morning Show. We'll be back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, OKC's number one gaming destination. The one for entertainment, the one for games, the one for fun. Riverwind Casino, simply the best. McIntyre Law brings you this hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show, award-winning personal injury law firm specializing in a wide range of cases. They make sure to recover all of your losses following an accident that's not your fault. McIntyreLaw.com, 1-877-917-5250. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Jalen is the best player on this team. If OU wants to make a strong push here at the end of the year, OU needs Los or Javian to take over. Okay. Hmm. Well, I wonder what that means by take over. Like, just be better? I don't know because they say Jalen's the best player. So do you mean that one of those need to step up and be the best player, uh, Texter? Is that what you're meaning there? Let me ask you this. Can Jalen Moore play in the NBA? Yes. I think he needs to develop a bit of more of an outside shot, but yes. He's too athletic to not. Why isn't he getting – I agree. His size, his athleticism – I heard King McClure talking about this on uh, – I watched the game back the other day. He's a 40% three-point shooter right now. Now, you know, it's Man. not – it's not a beautiful looking shot necessarily. Yeah. But, um, and I agree with you. He needs to, if he could be a, I mean, that's really it, right? I mean, there's no, if he could hit the outside shot with regularity, and again, he's he's shooting it at 40%. His free throw percentage is, I don't have it in front of me. I want to say 75 plus. Then everything else screams NBA body to me. I, I don't know why he's not showing up in some mock drafts and stuff. Yeah, I'm not sure because he's one of those guys that physically everything about him teams would drool over. Um, so I'm not sure why that's the case. Well, I'm not screaming for him to run off. I, I would love for no, him to no. be back next year. It just uh, 
who was it the other day who we played somebody who is considered on NBA draft charts in the last couple of weeks, and I thought, I think they're the same player as Jalen Moore is. Uh, I'll think of it here in a second. but Okay, go ahead. I don't him, disagree I'll with that. I'll take the, him on the Mavericks. Back to the texter. Uh, I agree. OU is twice as difficult of a team to defend when JV and McCollum is playing like he has at times this year. Mm -hmm. But it has been inconsistent, and it has been less frequent in the Big 12. He'll pop up and have a 20-point game. And then the next night, score seven. Like, I mean, that's exactly what happened the last two games. Well, and those seven are coming late in games at the free throw line. And, and credit and him, I'm fine with that. those free throws. Yeah. yeah so. I'm fine with having a guy that is automatic at the free throw line. But – when you know when he's hitting the step back three, when he's driving and getting to the rim and finishing with the one-handed scooping layups, and he's able to spin and hit the fadeaways from the elbows, and he's flowing with that confidence and he's sticking his tongue out and all that kind of stuff, Teach. OU's twice as tough of a team to defend. Oh, absolutely. Because all eyes go to him, and he is also a, a good passer. And if and if he's going to attract that much attention, it's going to make life easier for everybody else too. But. He has been struggling mightily with his three-point shot for three weeks now. His Really, the last month, his three-point percentage has plummeted. So hopefully that turns around here down the stretch because I think that's the difference between OU being a team that can get into the tournament, and that's great and we're happy, but that's probably all they're going to do and a team that could get into the tournament and get hot and maybe make it to the second weekend. Yeah, and this is the time, you know, you go through a slump like that, if it's early February, great. If you can come out of it mid-February going into March, then awesome. You've had yeah. your, your kind of um, downtime there, and then you come out firing on all cylinders. Let's hope that's what's going on there. Yeah. Looking forward to welcoming you to Waco in the new pavilion tonight. Happy to host with an early dinner for my friend Toby. Either way, safe travels. May the refs be consistent tonight. Baylor Brad. So I checked out the new Foster Pavilion last night, Teach. Mm -hmm. We went straight there from the airport. Said it was lovely in your little video. I like it a lot. It's, uh, I like it. I, Kevin was asking me afterwards whether I like it more than Texas's new arena. And here's what I'd say. They're, they're entirely different. As a basketball venue, I like Baylor's better. It is, it is intimate. It's only 7,000, 7,500 seats. It's a great size. I'm sure it's just deafeningly loud in there. It, is, it looks like a field house, so it's got that Hinkle field house, you know, with the rafters kind of a feel to it. It doesn't look like just a circular arena. It look it has a field house look, which I love. There's character to it, like the shape of it. The the uh, uh, video boards on the end are not just rectangular video boards. They're fitted to the roof, like it's got a angular look to it. It's really cool looking. I like it as a basketball venue. Now, it is extremely steep. I, I got to imagine they are pushing the code on how steep you can actually 
build a place like that because walking up the stairs is like climbing out of a dungeon, man. <laughs> I, I went all the way to the top last night because I wanted to check out the camera well where we're looking at these this camera angle that we all hate. And it is it is like it's unbelievably steep. I would imagine some of the fans don't like that when they're and if you got to run stairs, forget about it. It's going to be torture. But as a basketball venue, I say I vote Baylor over Texas's new place. The thing that's cool about the Moody Center in Austin is it's like state of the art technology. You know, it's a circular building, which yeah. whatever. But the way they put in the video boards that cover the upper decks and they're constantly playing video and all that it's like it's it's a a multimedia show at all times in there it's super cool and it but it's like for concerts it's for basketball games it's for all kinds of stuff so if i'm going to go to just have my socks blown off by the show I would choose Austin. If I just want what's a what's the what's a great basketball arena, I would choose Foster Pavilion. And we haven't played a game in there yet, but So what you're saying is when, not if, when Norman gets this new arena deal approved, they've got to find somewhere in between those two facilities. Hmm. Cuz yes. it's going to be a multi-purpose yeah, you're right. building. So you yeah, want it right. like the Moody, I don't, but you wanted foresee, a rowdy, great atmosphere for basketball. I don't foresee Foster Pavilion being very good for concerts. Right. And so you bring up a good point. I think it would have to be – it would have to lean toward the Moody Center. But I don't want 15,000, 20,000 seats in that place. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. right. You've, hit it, you've hit the nail on the head. Something in between those two, yes. Uh, Kevin from Kansas says, good morning. Uh, how do you like Harrison Bucker, uh, breaking Jake Moody's field goal record shortly after he broke it? Reminded me of Samaje breaking Melvin Gordon's single game rushing record one week after he set the record. Yeah, that was just back to back. They were just booming in the Super Bowl. So, so I imagine the, uh, 49ers kicker was happy and then he was sad. <laughs> In other words, TJ, he was probably moody. Right. Thank you very much, everybody. Uh, Thank you. It's not even 7 a.m. Thank you very much. No offense to the question, but what Melvin Gordon and Samaj P. Ryan did, uh, much more important to me than uh, sitting there and saying, wow, that was a big field goal. And then it was done. Wow. You know? Anti-kicker <laughs> hate. That was, wow. Uh, I went a little Teddy Lehman there, but I didn't think wow. too much of it. Anybody I was just could like, kick a 57-yard I mean, they're indoors. Goal. No conditions. I mean, who couldn't hit a 70-yarder? Come yard? on. Come on. <laughs> hey, by the way, Kevin, uh, the, the pork tenderloin, succulent, delicious. The barbecue sauce, tongue slap your uh. brains out good. And the bacon, I got that out this week, TJ. Perfect thickness on the bacon. Delicious. The Anytime you awesome. want to bring me some bacon, Kevin, I'm I'm here for I it. I slapped that barbecue sauce on some pork chops last week. Oh, man. I can't tell you how much the family loved it. Kevin, by the way, I needed to ask you this when I saw you last time. 
I've had people ask, I know you've got information on the front of the bottle. Are you okay if I give that info out? I didn't know how much you produce of it, if you're looking to sell a lot of it. Ah. So let me know if that's okay to give your info out or My wife put said, it out on the uh, Instagrams. Jenny said, where do we get this bacon? I said, uh, Kevin the Fig Farmer. She said, Kevin the who? I said, Fig Farmer. She goes, are you saying Fig Farmer? I said, yep, Kevin the Fig Farmer. And she just shook her head and walked away. She's like, she knows. She's like, I'm not even going to ask. Break time live in Waco today. We'll be back. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. I am rocking one of my new OU baseball hats this morning, TJ. It's getting its first wear today. Mm-hmm. Three days out from uh, first pitch. This is different than the upside-down chaos? That's right. I, uh, I have four new OU baseball hats for this season, TJ. Uh, upside down chaos, and three others. Wow! One of them. One of them is a run to the roar hat. Do you remember the whole run to the roar mm-hmm. in the uh, college World Series year? Right. Yeah. That's and, like. Uh, uh, would you say that's a plethora of hats? No, nah, I don't think so. I think plethora's got to be double digits. <laughs> I just. It's just four hats. I think that's what you say. It's four hats. Don't you think plethora is more than four? I do not know if you know what plethora means. Yeah, I do. Plethora means many. <laughs> Why do you keep saying plethora today? <laughs> I'm just messing with you. Is this a movie quote? Uh, three amigos, yes. Would you say you have a plethora of piñatas? No. I have four <laughs> hats. Run to the roar. Does it say that on the hat? Yeah. Hmm, that's cool. And the other two, here, I'll take a picture. The other two look like this. They're just different colors. Uh, this one's black and gray. I think the other one's crimson and white. can't remember for sure. we got so many hats, I can't remember what color they are, Teach. So uh, I'm sending you this one right Bronx now. Bronx purchased like the, uh, one of the new jerseys on Sunday, so he'll be rocking that this season. Uh, what's the new jersey? Well, I'm not necessarily new, but... but the stores have just, you know, thrown them out there oh. on the shelves. So he got the gray with the red pinstripes. There, I sent it to you. Um, you know, I posted that video on, on Instagram last night of my positioning, my position in Foster Pavilion tonight, the A1 spot. And somebody replied, where will turkey bacon be sitting? And I said, on his couch. That's correct. Oh, that's a sharp-looking hat there. You like that one? That's one of those uh, dress-up-looking hats. Like, you could uh, yeah, you could wear nice clothes and still dress it up with a hat. Like, if I was going to a country music-slash-baseball gala, yes, I could wear boots, wranglers, a jacket with a pearl-snap shirt, and this hat. Absolutely. Grow my hair out in the back a little bit. <laughs> yes. Is that what you're saying? That's exactly what I'm saying, yeah. Yeah, yeah I like it. I like it. Uh, three days away from uh, opening pitch in Arlington, Texas, 3 o'clock Friday afternoon, Sooners and Ducks. Who you got in that one, TJ? Oh, you're asking me this far out, Sooners or Ducks? Uh, yeah, I'm got? going uh, Oklahoma, if you're asking All right, me. there yeah. you go. It's picking on you. 
We will get TJ's gut on tonight's basketball game later in the show, as well as who you got. I guess there's some uh, Porter Moser to DePaul rumblings out there, TJ. Have you heard any of this? Yeah, DePaul, Creighton, and there was one other place mentioned. Um, Why don't we go to Creighton? Creighton's got a head coach. I don't know. Uh, St. Louis was the other one. St. Louis was the other one. Um, I I don't know. I, I I get what the rumor is of here. Let's throw out three schools that want to get back to uh, maybe being uh, players in this thing that have had names in the past. I get the old uh, connection with him with being alum at one of those, but. And their their theory was they can throw all NIL dollars behind men's basketball because they don't have to compete with football. But I would be shocked. Like, like Porter said yesterday, you know, I have no interest, and I'm just now getting this where I want it here. Why would I just walk away then suddenly? So I, no joke, though. I did mention the arena earlier. I do think that plays a big part and probably Jenny Bronchek and, and Porter Moser in the future of both those programs and how they may view those uh, coming up here soon if that arena deal doesn't get done. So I do think that plays part into it, but otherwise I think it's just people trying to throw stuff out there and see if it sticks. Yeah, I don't know anything about Creighton. I mean, they got uh, maybe Greg McDermott's Greg McDerm- retiring after retir- this year retiring, or but I just heard his name thrown out there. I think it was Parker that floated that out there maybe in an article. And I, I could have the schools wrong, but I thought it was those three schools. It is where he went, and, and that would make sense if there was an opening there. I, I um, You know, the DePaul thing, uh, it's going to be very awkward if Porter comes around the corner while we're having this discussion. <laughs> He may grab the headset and say, stop it. There's no need to even have this discussion. The the DePaul thing only makes sense from a Chicago Chicago, standpoint. Chicago, right. Mm -hmm. If his family is massively missing Chicago and he wants to get back there, that's one thing. Um, But it's it's a massive step down from where he is now. Um, So... You know that now. When we were kids, TJ, um, and we're significantly older than all of our listening audience, the Paul was something, man. Yeah, I mean they had a great program. That's what I'm saying. If they want to throw a bunch of money to it and try to get back to that, then then maybe they get a, a nice name in there. But it's gonna be it's hard in the way the world since is they've now. Been anything, yeah. yeah. Mark Aguirre, Rod Strickland, uh, Ray Meyer, Joey Meyer. Uh, DePaul was was fun. I, I, you know, they played fun basketball. They were a really good program. Didn't win the national championship, but they were in the hunt. And uh, uh, but that's a little hard for me to believe. I mean, that is a massive step down from Oklahoma and the SEC in the future and all that stuff. Creighton, as far as I know, does not have an opening. Things are going well there for Greg McDermott if he was going to take another job or or retire, which I don't think he's of retirement age, but if he was, then that's an alma mater situation. So there's a you know, that's an appeal, I would assume. But again, still massive step down job wise from where he is now. So I mean 
it'll be interesting to see situationally. Why is his name? I guess his name's being thrown out there because he's Porter Moser, you know. Right. Yeah. And correct. So I mean, and and they're having success this year. Uh, they're having a good year. So and he's you know he's got uh, some charisma to him and uh, a lot of charisma to him and everything. So. Um. Anyway, a couple of police officers have just shown up here, TJ. It's making me uncomfortable right now there. Uh, I don't think anything's going Excuse on. Excuse me, sir. Are you A1? We're here to escort you <laughs> to your spot courtside. Last visit to uh, to uh, the uh, Waco area. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, I hadn't heard any of that until we got on the plane yesterday. And then I saw something come across my – I was sitting on the plane – scrolling through Twitter, and I saw something come on my timeline that says, Porter Moser denies interest in DePaul, and he's like one seat in front of me. And I'm like, huh. So I was listening to him say, you know, the pl- soundbite we played off the top of the show. Right. Uh, but that was interesting. You should have just so. tapped him on the shoulder and said, you going to DePaul? Yeah. I would say uh didn't feel like the mood was right for that. <laughs> Sometimes... <laughs> Sometimes the mood is right, sometimes it isn't. And yesterday didn't feel like the mood was right. So, anyway. Uh, I would I would have a hard time believing that there would be an interest there. Uh, flattering, yes. Interest, I would have a hard time believing. And you like when teams are interested, and in, in it's flattering, like you said, and it sometimes helps with your current deal. So, I do think that's a good you're thing. right. What you say about the arena is important. For both of these coaches. Yeah, I, I do believe that. Jenny Baranchek is about to be on a bunch of lists. Mm-hmm. She's, yeah, mean, she's absolutely. killing it. She's killing it. She plays a fun style. She's charismatic as well, and she's killing it. And uh, she has – she's awesome. I have no reason to believe she's leaving Oklahoma. But she's not – she's from Iowa. You know, there's no geographic tie here. And if uh, – uh, you know, I, if something bigger and better comes calling, then uh, you're going to need every reason to you need you can to keep her financially and otherwise. And the arena could be one chip that could go into that pile. And uh, obviously, you know, Porter needs a good season to be in that category, but he's working on one. I mean, they're 18 and six right now. They're having a really good year. So, all right, we'll take a break. Back after this. The word is spreading, and the Ref Army is growing. Keep telling your friends and family that there's only one station for true Sooner fans, and that's the Ref Radio Sports Network, and worldwide on the KREF app. Broadway is going to come calling soon. I felt like a lack of effort to me on that read. No way. You're, you're I better than that. everything into that one. You're, you're better than that. that. You didn't really get into the fiddler on the roof feel to that read. That was how they wanted it done. I delivered it exactly how they requested. Can we play it again? Um, yeah, hold on. This hour brought to you by McIntyre Law, McIntyreLaw.com. Let me see here. They wanted this type of read, so I know. What do you mean by this type of read? What they this is the way I delivered Armstrong it. Banks Studio Series presents a celebration of life, love, laughter, and... Join us as our high school performers in the celebration that is Fiddler on the Roof. March 1st through 3rd. For tickets, visit SoonerTheater.org or call 405-321-9600. Big time, big time. 
get out of here with your snoring. Get out of here with your snoring. Uh, I mean, since I've taken over these Sooner Theater spots, ticket sales have increased by 473%. Me, I, I'm with you. You're great at it. I'm not arguing. You're the best in the business. That, that could not have been more vanilla. I mean, I you just, just what read the copy. Just yeah, they, they said straight read. Straight, straight read with the uh, big anthem in the back. Yes. Yeah, they, I read. mean, give me yeah. a little fiddler on the roof feel Fiddler to on read. the roof. There you go. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not. I, I think you can do better. Just because you're jealous that I have the Sooner Theater reads and you don't. I'm not jealous. Don't you're mean the you best. come at me. You're the best. I'm just saying you've gotten to the top of the mountain. You're known as the best off-Broadway promoter in America today. <laughs> and I feel like you just kind of cashed that one in a little bit. All right, I'll try to do better next time. Man. I mean, let's do what I deal can, with, people. Next hour, can we go back and play all of your old reads? <laughs> no, we cannot. And then stack it up next to that one. And I think the listeners will agree. I think you vanilla. This Saturday night at State Fair Speedway. There you go. Yeah. What was the last what was the last uh uh show that came to town? Uh I think uh, the most recent one before that was Susical the Musical, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was a great read. <laughs> uh, one quick text here before we hit the top of the hour. The Waffler says, Moore as a stud needs to become much more of a slasher towards the goal from the perimeter and have better ball control to be in the NBA. His ball handling could use improvement. I think that, though, when it becomes your full-time job, a lot of that develops on its own. Like yeah. I think the thing he needs to work at is that outside shot being consistent, knocking it down, and his defense. He locks yeah. those two in, and he's going to have all kinds of opportunities. Hmm. All right, top of the hour timeout. Next hour, John Morris, voice of the Baylor Bears, joins us live. Maybe Kevin Henry, if his eternal alarm clock goes off as well, we'll be back.